Thank you for joining me. My name is Pastor Rick, and I'm the senior pastor of At The Well. We are an international prophetic ministry, which is heard worldwide, and we are glad to have you join us today. Today's message uh, is an in, meant to be an encouragement, but it is also meant to be a warning. Uh, and so if we have the ears to hear, then we are going to listen to it uh, with the spiritual maturity that God is calling his children to listen to his word with and grow from that perspective. And today we are going to talk about do not bow. You are not called to a life of bowing. And so we are going to spend most of our time in Jan uh, Daniel uh, chapter 3, verses 10 through 30. And we're going to do a little line-by-line -line study and, and get encouraged from the what, what the Word of God is telling the body of Christ at this point in time. So the Word reads like this, You, O King, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn and all kinds of music is to fall down and worship the golden image. So here we are. We're with Daniel, uh, and the king Nebuchadnezzar has spoken, has made a decree, and basically he has said, you will worship my God, you will bow down before me and before my God. Uh, and so we, we, we spiritualize this in our own lives, because the world is constantly telling you how it wants you to worship it. So it wants you to compromise, uh, and that is the weapon that it is using against you as it as he used against um uh, as daniel records uh the, the the that nebuchadnezzar wanted from the meshach shadrach and abednego so he it, compromise is very powerful and compromising one's position to acquiesce to another change midstream that means it never really was an opinion or perspective that you carried you were always kind of on the fence uh, so the message, the mood of this message, we will say, is do not bow with the mood of the majority. There are a lot of Christians or there are a lot of people out there that have changed their perspectives because they claim to know the truth or they claim to be in possession of something when in fact they are not. So without the proof of the proof of the proof, you really have just a theory, and many people are switching sides, uh, misinterpreting what the Bible says, or misinterpreting what the signs of the times are saying. So let's continue with this uh, as we read the Word of God. We are going to continue with verse 11, and that says, whoever does not fall down and worship shall be thrown into the midst of the furnace of blazing fire. So it's a abnormal fire. Uh, and the, the Bible says, these men, O king, pay no attention to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image, which you have set up. So it's either a, a bow or burn kind of a situation. Either you uh, you agree with our side or the cancel culture comes in and they cancel you if that were a, a, a an opportunity really they cancel you because you won't bend or bow uh, you you won't bend in their direction so you're being watched 
Your comments are being heard. The world is watching you because it can't stop watching you because it doesn't it doesn't know what's wrong with you because you are sticking out like a sore thumb. You're you're not bowing to the world and to the world's needs. Very important to a Christian these days that we do not bow to the to the world that we we only bow to God and the blood of Jesus. This is what we are holding on to. This is why many times, you know, a Christian doesn't get a healing because he or she are on the fence of the healing. Well, maybe I'll go to the doctor, but God's got this in control. And all of a sudden you're, you're on the fence of both sides and you can't be, you have to be on the side of the righteous one of Israel or else you're on the fence and the world is in one hand, and if it's possible, God is in the other, and it becomes an abnormal and abnormal growth in, in your faith. It's not strong. So let's continue what the word says here with us today, because we, we need to be encouraged by this. We, we, how we get encouraged by this is seeing something that we don't want to participate in. Uh, so verse 13, and these men were brought before the king. Nebuchadnezzar said to them, is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image which I have set up? Notice they didn't pick up, they didn't go pick a fight, uh, but they did take a stand. They weren't the ones that uh, were uh, uncomfortable with the request of them bowing before God because their perspective was already straightened. It was already set, glory to God. They weren't, there was no question about it. it. We have to ask ourselves, are we standing, are we on that fence? Are we, uh, is our faith questionable? Is our faith rock solid? Because their faith was rock solid. They didn't have to go to Nebuchadnezzar and say, we refuse. No, Nebuchadnezzar brought them to him. And so he picked the fight. He's the world uh, in our lives trying to get us to, uh, to perform or op operate or function in a way that we are as Christians are not intended to do. Uh, so they made a stand. Who do they think they were? The, the world is saying, who do you think you are not bowing to my, my agenda uh, and, and my platforms? Who are you? I'm the one with all the money. I'm the one with all the political clout and, and social glamour. I'm the one people are listening to. But yet, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are, Christian, standing against what you know is true or standing against what you know is incorrect with the truth of God in you? You don't need proof. You just need the word of God in your life. The world will tempt. It will tempt and it will ask you to answer its call. It wants you to respond to its effort to uh, confuse you and to kind of, you know, get you to agree with it. Let me, let me, let me test the waters. Let me, let me go check out to see really what it is that the world is talking about. And, and if you respond to that, you're already involved in it. You've already turned your back on the cross. So we, in essence, must take a stand as the son and daughter of the Most High God and do not give up regardless of what the world is saying to us or about us to others. So we read and continue in verse 15. Now, if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, 
lyre, trigon, harp, dulcimer, and all kinds of music. I got to stop there just for a minute. The world has all kinds of different, these are enticements. The world has all kinds of enticements to make you go in its direction, it, whether it's this or that. You, you know, if it's if it's not of God, it is an enticement, which really is a distraction to get you to what uh, the Bible continues. It says to fall down, to fall down and worship the image which I have made very good. But if you do not worship, and here comes the threat from the world comes in all kinds of conditions if you don't if you don't uh, become uh, if you don't take the shot then you can't be part of us we're going to look at you as uh, as a uh, almost as an enemy uh, and so you may lose your job you, you may lose family or friends uh, but again the world is making you um, kind of an enemy uh, he, he's the, the word continues here. It says, but if you do not worship, you shall be thrown out at once into the midst of a furnace of blazing fire. As the threat continues with its conditions in the world, if you don't do this, then you won't be able to do that. Uh, you won't be able to pay if you don't if you don't do this. Is the, the world, and this is the time that we are living in right now. The world and the uh, agendas are all coming together to pose a threat so they can control your way of life, your theology, your your perspective, your divine perspective, your godly interaction. And the Bible continues, and what God is there who can rescue you out of my hands? And doesn't that say everything about the time that we are in? The world does not want you to know God. There is only one God. There is the creator God, the God Almighty, the Father. The, the Father, the world does not want you to know God. Because we're saying, we're, we're, we're reading this here, what God's going to come and rescue you? My hands are bigger than anything that any rescuer can come. So he's so Nebuchadnezzar has basically, not only has he threatened him, and he, as the world is threatening you, and, and as he is uh, threatening the three, he is also pitting himself up against God as the world has done. If you don't believe us, if you don't, if you don't agree to these conditions that this is the way God really made, instead of a man and woman, God has made multiple things. Uh, no, if, if you don't agree with it, then I'm going to put myself in a position that I am greater than God. And, and, and so, and this is where we see him. So let me give you the ramifications one more time. Nebuchadnezzar thought that every man had a price. Uh, in this particular case, the price was freedom. You can't buy freedom, and you can't buy the freedom that the blood of Jesus provides. Uh, he can't buy them. He cannot buy you. The world cannot buy you. The world can threaten you, and the world can speak evil against you, but it cannot do what you uh, uh, do not allow it to do to you because you have a watchman that is far greater than any watchman the world has ever known, and that is God. It is he who goes before you. He surrounds you. He envelops you. He embraces you. So we shouldn't be we, we shouldn't be taken aback. We should be very accustomed to the to the uh, the work of God in our lives. 
And so let's uh, tackle verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego assured the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to answer you on this point. Very, very today. People say, well, why do you believe what you believe? You don't need to provide them with proof of your faith. You need to show them the Jesus living in you, the Holy Spirit filling you. If that answer to them is insufficient, they will not listen to a word you say. They might pay attention to the way you live your life or the way you respond to certain things, but they will not change because you have said something uh, to them. They are basically asking you to provide them proof of your faith, and we respond by, well, look at my life. Look at the fruit in my life. So when you are threatened, when you are threatened by the world, you have to take a stance. Do you retreat or you or do you advance? Do you stand? You're, I'm not going to bow. I'm not going to take a position. I am not going to agree with a position or an agenda just because you tell me to. I am going to see and check in the word of God. What is God said to do? He said through the lives of these three young men, stand your ground, stand your ground and speak the word of God as it was meant to be spoken to provide freedom for, for the, the, the uh, demolition and destruction of shackles and bondage. That's the only way the world is going to figure out what you are all about. So we continue with verse 17. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to rescue us from the furnace of blazing fire, and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. There it is. What better condition of faith does one want? Uh, we agree with the word of God in our lives. God says, I am your rescuer. I agree he's my rescuer. I know that conditions look bad. I know that I, I don't see a way out. Doesn't make a difference. God is your way out. And regardless of the situation, regardless of the heated furnace in your life, know this for a fact, because here it is, there's proof right here in the word of God. Know this for a fact that God will come to your rescue when God decrees so. But even if he does not, let it be known to you, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Even if God delays in coming, or if he doesn't come, or if he comes another way other than what I'm expecting him, we are still not going to bow. This is amazing. This is awesome. And this is encouraging because this is what, if you have one question in your life, and that question is, God, what do you want me to do? The answer that God's going to tell you is stand your ground. Do not bow to, the, to the, the, the God that the world is trying to get you to bow to. Because if you do, your faith crumbles. It, it, it's destroyed. It's weakened. And so what God is saying to us through his word is stand your ground. Just like they were not doubtful, they weren't resentful, they didn't grow bitter, and they were not fearful. And that is what God is speaking to us today. Chap uh, verse 19, 
says, then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with joy, uh, was filled with jur- uh, fury, and his facial expression changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then he gave a command that the furnace was to be heated seven times hotter than usual. You, you know, you know the fires in our life, they, 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 they get hot. Uh, and it's, it's, we say, I, I can't stand this any, any longer. It can't get any worse than this. Uh, and yes, it can, or maybe not. But in this case, it did for the three. Uh, what was normally heated uh, with a circumstance, it got hotter because the world is placing all of these ramifications, all of these uh, uh, hindrances in your way. But stand your ground. We see that the that, that the, the Bible continues by saying he commanded certain men in the army, in his army, to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to throw them into the furnace of blazing fire. There's to make sure that there's no no place that they can go. Okay. They, they, it may have looked to him that they were bound, but God was going to be glorified. God was going to be glorified. Then these three men were tied up in their uh, tied up in their uh, trousers and their coats and their turbans and their clothes. They 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 were thrown in there with everything. There was everything that was flammable that was uh, uh, expected from a, uh, the fire. The result that that the fire was supposed to it was not going to happen. God had other plans. The furnace was hot. The Bible says it was extremely hot, and the flame even killed the 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 men that carried the three up. So this is how hot uh, it was getting. Verse 23, but these three men fell into the midst of the fire of the furnace of blazing fire still tied up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, looked and was astounded. Okay. He was looking in into that area to see what he expected, but what he expected was not what he saw. And he jumped up and said to the counselors, did we throw three men who were tied up and into the midst of the fire? All of a sudden, there's somebody somebody extra in there. So what we expect is not necessarily what we experience. What we are expecting to see can only be in the natural. But when God is involved, there's going to be a fourth man every single time. There's going to be somebody in your life that is going to save you from that fire. There is going to be someone in your life sent by God to to go into your life and bring you that relief. God uses all things for miracles, for his miraculous glory. God is going to send. He is going to rescue you today from that fire. He is going to squash that fire altogether. And you are going to come out of that fire, as the word says. You're going to come out of that fire unscathed. You are are going to come out normal. You are going to come out stronger than you were before because your faith was strong when you went in. But your faith is going to be glorified. It's going to glorify God, yes. But it's going to uh, revel in this glory that that only the the the, uh, the kingdom, the throne, can provide you with, because you operated the way God wanted you to operate. You you, you didn't bow to the world, you you didn't give up, 
Uh, you refuse to give in. That's your statement. I refuse to give in. I am not going to give up. I am going to continue. I'm going to encourage. I'm going to edify. I am going to receive what God has for me, for us. We're going to continue in that way, and we are going to bring God glory through our stance, through our position, through our never-ending and always constant truth, because it's absolute. It is perfect and pure. So I encourage you today through this word, uh, you may have been, you, you may be going through some things. Nobody is discounting that. But what I am saying to you today is do not give up. Do not bow to the world. And that world is defined by employer, employee relationships, uh, family relationships, friend relationships. The world is, comp is compromised. And it can't see beyond its own, its own self. But you, on the other hand, you've given yourself, you've given your life to Jesus. And as you continue going through life, be comforted and be joyous and knowing that God has a work for you and you are going to give him glory through your perfect and continual response to the calling that he has called you to be. God bless you.